0: Welcome to episode 16 of Danton Watch, a podcast designed to support researchers investigating book publishing, circulation, and reading practices to share their talks and papers online. This is a recording of Kenna McTavish, a PhD candidate in publishing studies at the University of Melbourne, reading the paper Crisis Book Browsing, Restructuring the Retail Shelf Life of Books. This paper was presented at the online conference bookshelves in the age of the COVID-19 pandemic in November 2020. You can also find a link to accompanying slides for this paper in the episode description. Copyright in all content on Downton Watch resides with the originating researcher. This is Crisis Book Browsing, restructuring the retail shelf life of books, and I'm Kenna McTavish. As Australian newspaper The Age reported in September, Many bookstores in Melbourne have had to embrace online and phone orders, leaving store owners like Lisa Lambert of The Little Book Room and Neighbourhood Books terrified that they may lose their business. The notion of, quote, embracing online and phone orders suggests that they were not embraced before the pandemic hit. The feeling of terror that a bookstore may close down as a result of this is deeply rooted in a pre-COVID dependence on consumers entering and browsing a carefully curated brick-and-mortar store in person. This snapshot provides one answer to how bookstores have adapted in a COVID-19 world. But as a researcher of book culture and the affordances of digital platforms, my question is this. How have independent bookstores used Instagram to restructure bookshelf experiences to help consumers browse their books effectively in a time of crisis? This paper examines three independent bookstores in Melbourne and three forms of browsable shelf experiences that have been developed in a time of crisis. Readings books in Carlton, recreating their famous bargain table on their website and using Instagram's affordances as a call to action to browse the website tab. Paperback books in the CBD, posting unchanged images of their in-store bookshelves to Instagram and suggesting customers browse the books in those images. And neighbourhood books in Northcote, virtually reimagining shelf experiences via Instagram with aesthetically pleasing photos of their store. I argue that COVID-19 has forced the restructure of shelf experiences in these bookstores and that this will have long-term effects on book browsing into the future. Crisis book browsing can be defined as a practice led by a rapid turning point in the experience of surveying books for sale in a leisurely and casual way. Crisis book browsing does not just account for a shift in consumers browsing books online, for example, but rather that the choice to browse a physical bookshelf and purchase goods from a brick-and-mortar book retailer has been removed as an option. Therefore, consumers who choose not to engage with born-digital book retailers like Book Depository and Booktopia, but for whom the physical bookstore's bookshelf has become an object that can no longer be browsed in person, need new solutions. Crisis book browsing, then, is the result of how consumers have responded to the rapid shifts in browsable shelf experiences inaugurated by independent book retailers. Within physical bookstores, the bookshelf operates as an organisational structure that rationalises the act of bookselling and helps consumers browse effectively. Simone Murray notes that in Born Digital Book Retail, Algorithms often drive this organisational process, functioning as sorting tools guided, in part, by a consumer's browsing history. Crisis book browsing via Instagram is not a strategy directly driven by algorithms developed by born digital retailers like Amazon's Amabot algorithm or the algorithm that drives Booktopia here in Australia. Instagram offers its own black box algorithm, and if you tend to engage with posts from your local independent bookstore, you may well see more of their posts than someone who follows the account but does not engage frequently. However, this means that Instagram functions as its own organisational tool to help users on the platform to engage with content they wish to see, thus rationalising the act of bookselling via Instagram. This organisational structure and rationale can then be extended to each individual Instagram account where the affordances of the visual grid and the individual post format of image and caption offer a structure to display and curate content in a similar way to placing a book on a specific bookshelf in a bookstore with a structured layout. While many independent bookstores focused their time and energy into Instagram to promote their offerings before a global pandemic hit the world, the physical bookshelf in-store was still a primary structure to display and organise books for consumers. However, in what I have identified as a period defined by crisis book browsing, I argue that Instagram accounts of independent bookstores have spent at least the last seven months operating as a primary organisational structure that rationalises the act of bookselling and helps consumers browse effectively, thus forcing material bookshelf experiences into a post-digital paradigm. Through a form of digital ethnography – I used my research Instagram account, at Publishing Studies, to manually collect data for this paper. I follow the at Readings Books, at Paperback Underscore Books, and at Neighbourhood Books on this account. I spent time scrolling through each account to get a feel for their focus since restrictions in Melbourne began. It is worth noting here that as a UNESCO City of Literature, Melbourne is comprised of 33.9 bookstores for every 100,000 people. Since March 2020, Melbourne had also been under some of the world's toughest social and economic restrictions in the world. I have been interested in how these bookstores have been reimagining their shelf experiences online and have been keeping notes on points of interest, primarily practices of virtual browsing via photos of bookshelves, changes to any content featured on the Instagram feeds and how each store is communicating restrictions and new crisis book browsing initiatives. As I clicked through to specific posts, I would follow any call to action detailed in the caption of the post as if to mimic the bookstore's ideal consumer. This included clicking through to Readings' website to browse their bargains tab, as well as physically turning my head to the right to browse the bookshelves photographed and posted by paperback books now visible on my iPhone screen. I then went back and took screenshots of representative posts that demonstrate the three forms of browsable shelf experiences I have identified. This method allowed me to collect Instagram posts situated in their original platform layout to develop an argument about the front-facing view of the accounts and linked websites, while also developing a sense of how Instagram posts featuring retail bookshelves have attempted to help consumers stay connected with their browsing experiences. Readings Books is an independent book retailer that operates seven stores across Melbourne and an e-commerce site. Readings also note that, quote, Each of our shops has their own individual character and strong ties to the local community. We carefully select our range to reflect the tastes of our local customers." For the purpose of this paper, I want to focus on one specific shelf experience in readings. The readings famous bargain table. The bargain table slash bin slash basket is a familiar material browsing experience for consumers. At Readings, it is a table stacked high with hardcover coffee table books, recipe books, discount fiction and non-fiction, and a selection of other genres, all brought together with the section title, Famous Bargain Table. How has this shelf experience, one characterised by leisurely glances and page flicks with the hope of a happenstance find, been restructured as a result of Readings' response to COVID-19? Readings have been using the affordances of Instagram to drive traffic to the bargain tab on their website, stating that, quote, We've updated our website's bargains collections, so you can browse them the way you would our in-store bargains table, end quote. This accompanies a photo of the regular display of the books on the famous bargain table at Readings Carlton. When clicking on the bargain tab, I realised that the Readings website categorises the books by genre within the tab, this process is not dissimilar to browsing websites of born digital retailers. It is also similar to the way consumers may head straight to the Sale tab on a clothing e commerce site and then proceed to browse by clothing category, an affordance that allows for a focused, clickable browsing experience. If the organisational structure of this bookshelf has shifted from a table in the middle of a physical room to a clickable list of specific genres, all sharing the category of bargain, then in what ways has the effectiveness of this browsing experience changed as a result? While the bargain tab on an e-commerce website is nothing new, the use of social media to promote the similarities between browsing the website and browsing a bargain table in-store is something that has arisen as a result of crisis. To play a hypothetical card here, in 2019, an image of the famous bargain table in all its material glory would most likely be captioned with a call to action to visit your closest brick-and-mortar reading store. Accompanied by the visual cue that this is a material, physical structure holding these books, it would make little sense in a pre-COVID world to then link the bargain table image to browsing of the bargain tab online. This post-digital interplay suggests that COVID-19 has dramatically shifted the effectiveness of browsing for a bargain at a local independent bookstore. The call to action to browse a website in the same way as a physical table, but to then have the website's structure offer a new system for categorising the bargains is an affordance that I think will be continued into this current and post-COVID world. It may even be a more effective way to sell books. What do you do? If your bookstore has been in the Melbourne CBD for over 50 years and depended mostly on foot traffic and in-store browsing before the pandemic hit. In the case of paperback books, a regular customer was missing the act of browsing physical bookshelves for themselves. They requested that paperback books send them photos of the physical shelves in the bookstore for them to browse at home. Paperback books agreed but Paperback also rolled it out across their Instagram account, offering up multiple images of shelves in a specific section of their store depending on the request. Crime, poetry, politics and philosophy, fiction I to G. The store took this individual request, assumably thought it was a good idea, and then rolled it out for other followers to participate in, thus finding a consumer-driven approach to an unprecedented demand for browsing physical bookshelves. Even without COVID-19, small businesses will often share photos of specific items by request. However, they will often keep this process between the individual consumer and the sales assistant. In other words, it doesn't go beyond the infrastructure of an email thread or message chain. The fact that paperback books decided to share this virtual browsing initiative with their followers across Instagram and additional social media accounts in a successful ongoing process since its inception reveals two significant things. First, that the experience of the physical retail bookshelf remains in part a preferred method of browsing books as opposed to access to an e-commerce platform, for example. Second, it reveals that a bottom-up process, in this case an individualised consumer-driven act of shelf browsing, has had a long-term impact on the way paperback books virtually display and organise books for the purpose of selling them. Why is this practice of virtual book browsing linked to crisis book browsing if it still uses the familiar structure of the physical shelf? Part of why this experience is so interesting is that it doesn't really do anything new. It's a safe way to create a familiar browsing experience for consumers. The reason for including it as a form of crisis book browsing comes from the fact that before March 2020, Uploading an unedited unedited photo of a shelf with a call to action to virtually browse would not have been a social media post because the physical bookstore remains open to walk in, turn your head to the right and run your eyes across the row of books alphabetically organised by author surname to hunt for the book you might want. While unedited images of a crammed poetry section may not be a successful social media strategy for every independent bookstore in Melbourne, Many stores are instead reimagining their shelves to help consumers stay connected with their browsing experiences. So far, I have discussed two forms of browsable shelf experiences that have emerged out of a need for independent bookstores to develop new solutions for organising books and rationalising the act of bookselling on Instagram. Instagram also allows users to place, quote, strong emphasis on the visual and on the aesthetics of the ways in which content is framed, end quote. Bookstagram, Instagram's hashtag-led bookish community, is a well-established home for carefully curated images where the book has pride of place within the frame. But as Bronwyn Thomas has noted, quote, Book hauls, book porn and bookstagramming can of course be easily co-opted for commercial purposes, end quote. Posting aesthetically pleasing images of books and shelves is nothing new. However, it is relatively new for the retail shelf life of Books. Neighbourhood Books is situated on a busy corner in Melbourne's inner north suburb of Northcote. Its storefront regularly hosts window displays where new releases are stacked in a spine-out, pages-out, alternated formation, with the book's cover then on show on a bookstand at the top of the stack. This illustrates that even before COVID-19, the store used creative structures for displaying and organising their books for effective browsable experiences, both inside the store and on the street. Five months ago, Neighbourhood Books had some professional photos taken of their interior to use on their Instagram with the explicit intention of, quote, giving us something to share with everyone who is missing out browsing IRL, end quote. In the past, Neighbourhood Books had a tendency towards sharing photos of authors, booksellers and friends holding copies of their book recommendations for Instagram. Without the capacity to regularly include people in their Instagram posts, the shift to include more images of the physical in-store bookshelves reveals that while physical shelf experiences are closed, the bookshelves remain integral to the store's process in displaying and selling books, and that this process has been restructured as an aesthetically framed digital reminder of physical shelf experiences. While Neighbourhood's approach is similar to Readings' as photos of the famous bargain table and Paperback's photos of unchanged physical bookshelves, this type of Instagram post is different because the call to action is not to browse, but rather to appreciate. Hashtag shelfies and hashtag bookporn, when used in a retail setting, serve as reminders of physical shelf experiences, something bookish consumers in 2020 perhaps didn't know they needed in the first place. As Lydia Pine writes in Bookshelf, quote, The bookshelf is one of the most adaptable and persistent pieces of material culture in human history. End quote. Yet Pine also notes that quote, we think we understand how and what a bookshelf signifies in our present time. It becomes tricky to project that significance into our expectations of the future. End quote. All three of the shelf sites I have examined share one thing in common. They all offer ongoing reminders that material, physical bookshelves remain a focus for independent bookstores wishing to display and organise their books despite the crisis-driven need to adapt to online-only retail environments. This suggests that COVID-19 has forced independent bookstores in Melbourne to realise and adapt to the affordances of a post-digital book retail environment and perhaps, quote, embracing, end quote, online and phone orders will no longer be something to be scared of in the future. Thank you.